Welcome to another edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole, brought to you by Crescent HR and Crescent Payroll Solutions. My name is Sanders Offner, and I am the president of CPS. Very cool podcast today with some friends that are joining us, and we're looking for some great conversation and, and, and hopefully some laughs, because <laughs> that's what these podcasts are about, right? Uh, but before we do that, I do want to introduce Philip Carrillo, who is our HR advisor for Crescent HR. Hello, Welcome, hello, Philip. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Happy to be here, as always. That's good. We're back at it again. Yep. Well, Philip, introduce our guest for us. Well, today we have two people here with us today. It's um, Andrew and Lola Lass. They are business partners in a the wonderful world of recruiting and staffing. Um, I'm going to ask both of you to give a little bit about yourselves, a background, and what maybe you're passionate about, you're most passionate about, in just a few words here. Tell us. I'm Lola Lass, and I am the founder and president of Adida. I founded the company 23 years ago. And during that intro, you said Lola and Andrew Lass, and we are not married. We are mother <laughs> and son. So I am. Just to make the, that clear. <laughs> right. yeah, just want to make sure we get that out there. Uh, I, uh, while I am the founder, he is going to be the wrapper upper, at least. That's the plan for succession. Um, I've been in staffing my entire career, and uh, this company's 23 years old. I had one before this, and I am looking to exit in maybe about five years, but Andrew's done a great job of coming on board and learned a lot in the almost seven years he's been with us. Awesome. Yeah, and I am Andrew Lass. I am, as Lola said, the succession plan for the company, and I hope it doesn't wrap up with me. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to keep it, keep it going for a little while, but I've uh, been doing this for about seven years, working in staffing and recruiting. Um, prior to this, I worked in fine dining kitchens, and so I have a little bit of a atypical story getting into the world of recruiting, but uh, falling into this, I have found that I really love working with people and helping people out and alleviating people's pain, whether that's employers looking for work or employers looking for, you know, people to hire. So, yeah. What a true statement, alleviating people's pain when it comes <laughs> to recruitment. It can be really dicey and especially right now. So today we want to talk about something that is near and dear to your hearts as you are at both at one time at once, that is, you're both marketer and recruiter. So you're selling people on the jobs. You're selling candidates to employers. Um, so with that being said, I'd love to ask you a little bit about employer branding today. My first question is, why the heck are we talking about employer branding? What is it? Why is it important now? I thought it was interesting when you invited us onto the podcast and you said we'd be talking about employer branding because it wasn't something I was, I was aware that I was of aware of, you know, it's not something that I think of that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, but you know, after doing you know my internet research on that, it's very much a part of you know what we do as a staffing company and recruiting. You know that brand is what how you sell your business to potential employees. You know it's not when you think about a retail customer, a retail business, and you sell your business to a customer. You know that's that's uh, you know how you portray your company to a customer, but when you think about employees and how you're going to hire people, that's where your employer branding really comes in. You know, what is it that you bring to the table as far as your office culture and things like that are concerned? Those values, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your perspective, Lola? Well, I also uh, step back for a second when you brought it up because we do it inherently in yes. our industry. Mm -hmm. However, as we thought about it, realized I think one of the issues is 
employers traditionally haven't worried about it. You know, ha knowing about it is one thing, but worrying about it is another. And I don't think the time and investment's been put in. It's not like today's a really tight candidate market. It's a little late to start your employer branding if you have zero. So <laughs> that's, as we talked about it, that's where it is. But it's critically important because it, you're going to be fighting as an employer for the top talent. And when people call us and want our help on that, we need you to give us your best Brilliant. pieces of information and all the bells and whistles you have that make you look attractive because it's our job to sell your opportunity to the candidates. Yeah. Well, I would assume, uh, you know, when you're trying to sell a job to an employee or trying to recruit one, and, you know, I, I guess in your line of work, are you allowed to tell the candidate who the employer is? So we do not up front tell the candidates okay. who it is. We first give them an outline of what the job would be and, uh, you know, basics on that. And then we present the resume of the candidate once they're vetted to the customer. Once the customer's interested, then we reveal the name of the uh, company to the candidate and that's when and the rest of the story you know where you want to start talking about the specifics of that company but not up front but definitely before they even agree to go interview right so that there ties in the employer branding part so even as the the business is revealed in a sense mm -hmm. if the employer has not done a good job of branding then the candidate may go I've never heard of them before right Mm -hmm. But if they've done a good job with it or that 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 company is well known, they're even more excited ab about potentially getting a job there. Correct. Absolutely. And, you know, there are a lot of large companies who've spent a lot of money trying to attract top talent, big names that typically don't operate in our local area. So, you know, everybody knows about Google. Everybody knows about Microsoft. Everybody knows about Apple. But nobody knows about there are still people out there that don't know about Adidas corporate staffing. So being a small company, um, you don't have as many people working for you and working for you in the past, so spreading the word is, is more difficult. But that's where we become employer branders in that once we've shared it with the candidate and they say, well, I've never heard of them before. Now, we probably should charge the customer a fee for this because <laughs> we're getting ready to sell your company. And what is great about your company that's going to attract that candidate? You know, so Lola, from from the business owner perspective, you know, if I um, if I hired you and Andrew to recruit for a position for me, uh, my assumption is you would probably spend a lot of time with me, getting to not only know my business but the type of hire that we traditionally um, would want, or or maybe even look at some of our longtime employees here to see what that makeup is. Can you walk us through, you know, what's the investment of time with a new client that's an uh, an employer? At getting to know their business and how you would overall set up that recruitment process for them in the staffing industry there are more than one kind of uh, company but we are a smaller boutique staffing company so when you talk about that process at our company we spend a great deal of time that is one of the things that makes us different from our competitors so we need to talk to the person you know whoever we have up front then we want to do a site visit we want to come and see what your office looks like been a little tough during COVID people you can't see everything you can hide a lot from us in a zoom but um, we want to observe you know just the layout of the office the number of people that are there the kind of personalities the style and culture the people that 
are working in there, but also ultimately who this person is going to work for or the team they're going to work on. And so understanding all of that part of it is critical. We don't need to necessarily know how to input the right payroll card for the payroll that you're going to run at your payroll company. Uh, we don't need to know how to um, draw, a, you know, draft up a blueprints for an engineer company, but we do need to be able to see the people interaction side because that's where our job is most critical because you can get a degree in engineering, so we don't need to worry about that, et cetera. But it is the, the overall fit that takes a lot of time to get a grasp of who a customer is. And once we have that grasp, that's why we focus on repeat positions and not just one particular position, like only accountants or only IT people. So we like to work through a variety of positions because we've already invested a lot learning who you are, your culture, and being able to sell that brand that you've developed, whether you knew you developed it or not. Very true. So tell me, what is, and Andrew, I'll ask you this, what, you know, what are you seeing from your clients? What's an attractive hire look like? in today's market as far as a candidate goes what is an attractive candidate right like? so uh, you know i could like i'll give you our you know when we look at certain candidates we don't necessarily just focus on the skill set we are focused on do they fit our core values are they the right person for the right seat all those things that kind of blend in as a part of your employer branding mm -hmm. strategy so as you're interviewing just potential job seekers, what what would you say is a is an, a, an attractive hire for any business that you might be recruiting for? It's pretty specific to each individual company. You talk about hiring somebody that matches your core values, um, and that's pretty universal when it comes to hiring is trying to find the right person as far as, you know, personalities go, fitting those core values, the skill sets are required, you know, those things are important, but the the most attractive thing in candidates is really someone that's going to be, you know, genuinely excited about going to work for this job for because it's a position that they love or it's because the company stands for something that they believe in. Um, but the attractive part of a hire is really finding candidates that have buy-in to those companies. And that's where doing our homework on new clients comes into play is learning those company cultures so we can really better understand what that looks like in a potential candidate. If you were asking about what is just a general attractive candidate, historically people wanted someone who didn't change jobs a lot, and that was great in the olden days of which I grew up. Um, but people used to expect you to work you know, 15, 20 years at the same company or they felt you were a job hopper. That got down to about 10 years, and then it got down to about five years, and we are now currently in a culture where two years is almost an average time frame for people to be working in, in, in a job, especially if they're working in a place where technology changes, where, you know, or companies merge or um, change in that dynamic. But having someone who has a work history that isn't maybe just s stagnant, but where there's progression. If you've been promoted within the same company, so you've got you've moved one job to another because you were promoted is great. But if you had to leave my small company to go to another company because I didn't have a place to promote you, that's also attractive. And it's taken a long time for employers to buy into that, that job hopping companies is acceptable as long as there is an ongoing record of growth or accomplishment. So are you, would you be coaching your, uh, I guess your candidates you know, on how to articulate that in a good resume. 
because I would say just from looking at resumes myself, that is a turnoff for me if I see, you know, five companies in 10 years. But you really, unless you really understand why, and you really will never know that until you bring them in for an interview, right? So I'll say this right now to all those great candidates that are out there, that is one reason why you want to go to a staffing company if it works for you because we get to tell your story. So Andrew's excellent at taking someone and looking at their resume and having a phone conversation with them and talking to them about what what are these things, why did you move, why did you change, and then as long as their story makes sense, he can turn around that and share that to a customer at the same time they're seeing a resume instead of seeing five places in 10 years, ugh, this person's never gonna stay. Well, wait a second, you don't know that person's story. And unfortunately with um, job boards and online applications and AI, I mean, you don't get to tell your story. And that is one thing that first of all, Andrew's great at, but second of all, what makes a staffing company advantageous, not just to the employer, but to the candidate. That's a that's that's a that's, a, that's excellent actually. I didn't really think about it from that perspective, but if if you are and and it is a, this is a tight market right now, you know because the jobs are may not they're plentiful, but you know not a lot want to go and take a job at the moment, and maybe that'll change. So from that end alone, you know if I'm if I'm the employer or I am um, the HR director. And, I, and recruitment is important to me. What I think business owners fall short on is making recruiting and staffing a priority in their business. Because what happens is, is that they let that go by the wayside and they have an unexpected termination or someone resigns that was a, a key part of that business. What, what do you all recommend to employers to continue to keep that on top of mind and how can your business leverage that help? Yes, they should keep it top of mind, but if you are a smaller business, we all know that the pain of the day is the one that rules. you got to put the fire out that you see burning and not the one that's coming. But treating your employees well, making sure that you have are paying fair wages or, you know, average or above um, benefits, but actually looking into what your your individual team members need and what makes them happy what motivates them is really what employers need to be doing so if you're doing that on an ongoing basis chances are you will eliminate some of your turnover but making sure that you review that on a regular basis so that you know that when the termination comes you already know what you can offer to a prospective uh, candidate employee um, as far as a plan, I mean, it depends on the size of your company, whether or not you actually have a full HR team. I mean, but, but keeping top of mind that your job is not to just attract a customer who's going to buy the goods you sell, but the people who are going to help you sell those goods. For HR directors, though, and Philip, you could probably chime in on this. You know, a lot of HR directors, they're so inundated with all these other things that they're pulling these candidates from Indeed or ZipRecruiter and I don't they don't have the time to vet these candidates like you all would be able to do so wh what's the monetary value of you know we know what an HR professional's salary might be if they're having to spend five six hours a week sifting through resumes for one position that they're they're trying to hire or they could just hire the two of you to come in and do that 
for probably a fraction of what their t- what their time is worth. What's the value there for an HR professional? Bill? It's incalculable, actually. So I'm thinking uh, as a person who's customarily screened literally thousands of resumes. What happens after you screen a resume, though, you've made your notes and you've compared and contrasted. Then you start scheduling phone calls. Then you start scheduling in person. The buck does not stop at the resume. It is an immense amount of work just to get somebody in front of you. And furthermore, there are things that go along with what you were mentioning earlier, Lola and Andrew, about uh, the, the idea of job hopping. Well, the costs to job hopping are immense because you're losing knowledge. There's a knowledge retention problem there for the organization. The second somebody walks out the door, they're taking two years worth of industry and company knowledge with them. And so how on earth are you going to find someone who can hit the ground running when you don't even have the time yourself to review the resumes, let alone meet with them and do all of the vetting that it's gonna take just to figure out if they could be a cultural fit, let alone technically able and competent. So I cannot put a dollar amount on what um, that kind of time saving is because it really is uh, abundantly clear to me over the many years of recruiting that um, it's a more than a full-time job, more than a full-time job. And it really helps to have people who do that all day who are constantly developing a pipeline of new candidates and new with relevant experience Um, who they can say, you know what, this is a perfect fit for that person I talked to a month and a half ago whom I've been keeping warm just on the back burner because I know they're a perfect applicant or candidate for the right culture and company. So that's my take on that. Yeah, so look, if you're an HR (laughs) professional and you're listening to this and you struggle with that alone, you know, give Andrew and Lola a call. I mean, it's, it's worth your time to really understand what their process is because at the end of the day, your time is valuable they can make it valuable and make it meaningful too and, f- and probably find fantastic hires for you. Yeah, let me add one, one other thing to this. You mentioned a lot about getting really digging in at the client to understand the culture. You, um, what, you're, what you were describing is almost like an RPO situation where you're sitting there and you're, just, you're, you're really absorbing the company's culture. And what is so important about that is when you're going through resumes, you might just be looking at just very cursory information that really doesn't tell you deadly squat about the applicant. But what you'll find at the end of the day is that inherently you'll have biases, you'll have various things that will rule out really strong candidates that not only adds up to a loss for the company's bottom line, literally, you know, fiscally, um, but it also has legal implications. And whereas I'm very quickly as an HR director just scrolling through it, just really trying to do the grueling work in as little time as possible, I may be exposing the company because I'm not giving the amount of weight to all of the other factors that are required under the law, in particular for larger companies or medium-sized companies through the EEO, the ADA, the ADEA, and so forth. I mean, I could go down a list of the various relevant laws that expose a company when somebody is unaware of those things. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how y'all help companies comply. Well, we do this every single day and we spend a great deal of time educating ourselves and staying educated on whatever the, la- the latest employment trends, employment laws, all of that. Um, we're cer- Everybody in our company is always has to be certified. It's a certified staffing professional, but a large component of that is labor law. Um, 
looking at the resumes and um, deciding that you're going to go over, you're going to skip one or two because you didn't like what you saw and worrying about the, the possible disparate impact, um, some of the EEOC's favorite words, um, right. is a concern. But beyond that, when you're not a practiced person on what you can say in an interview and what <laughs> things you can talk about that go beyond the scope of the job itself, even though you are trying to get a feel for this candidate because you want to know if their values match, and values aren't always totally job-related, um, and you want to get their story. You want to paint the story that you can see that this is who this picture, this person is and how they might fit where we, where we are as a company. But all of that is great exposure to risk, and that is one of the number one things we can do for people is we take that off the table from the job post itself. You can put things in there that can get you in trouble. So from the job post to the resume reviews to the phone screens and what you say there, what you ask and what you shouldn't ask, <laughs> interviews, um, and then letting a person in an interview tell you things that they shouldn't be telling you because you can't have that information and stopping them. The list goes on, but that is another aspect that, um, it, which makes it valuable to use a staffing company in addition to saving the time, but also that HR professional, you save that person's time, but you also help save them from potential burnout, which could cause you to lose your HR person, which could cause you to start that little vicious <laughs> cycle all over again, the one that Andrew and I love so much. Yeah, you love that cycle. Uh, Andrew Lola, so we're going to wrap up here in a minute, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to give you a few minutes, if, if you don't mind. Um, what, um, you know, if you had to, to give a quick 60, 90 second, you know, uh, plug on your business and how you are impacting employers uh, in the greater New Orleans area, what, um, what's, what's going to be important? If I'm listening, I need help with this. H how can Adita help me? So being a full service, full service recruiting company, you know, we are happy to help companies, you know, do everything from organize a job description to get that written up. And that's one of the biggest things that an employer can do when trying to hire somebody is get a full detailed job description laid out. People want to know what to expect, what they're going to be getting themselves into on a daily basis. That's one of the ambiguity is one of the biggest, you know, hurdles I see a candidate face when they're on the fence about a job because I don't really know exactly what I'm going to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So helping with that, um, you know, we are able to do a lot of that time-consuming legwork recruiting. You know, we, I'll read those 500 resumes a week for you. You know, you don't have to. I'll contact, I'll do those, you know, 100 phone calls in a month, you know, if we need to do those, um, and to help you save your time and energy to focus on doing things that what your business is supposed to be doing, you know, what you do to generate revenue. Um, we are happy to coach companies on if they have questions about things. Um, one of the biggest things that companies can do right now in this competitive market is compensation. I mean, we've struggled a lot recently with companies with lower pay rates than are really suitable for jobs. Um, you know, with, with COVID, people are hesitant to get to work. You know, they're, they're, they don't want to go into something that they're not excited about. You know, and if you want to get an employee excited about a position, money is really the, the biggest way to do that. Yeah. You want to add to that, Lola? Um, in, a, in addition to having the job description ready, if an employer is trying to figure out what can I do to help myself help Adita do the best job they can, it is having that detailed job description. I mean, people, you know, we sometimes are like, well, I need somebody to answer the phones and do some general office work. Well, that's just not good enough. If you can't articulate to me what this person's going to do, 
then you're not going to be able to articulate to your new employee and you're going to start off on the wrong foot and you just it's 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 a rabbit hole that you can go down and get lost. Touche, <laughs> touche. Well, thank you all so much for joining today. This was great. Um, if, if you're a business owner or an HR professional you're, and you're struggling in this area, we highly recommend you reach out to Adida and visit with Andrew and Lola. It is worth your time um, to, to investigate this because – the, the Lola, you're right. The employer market, the employee market is very tight. Um, we have a partnership. That is right. I didn't know that until I just saw that. <laughs> well, we we actually, so on a regular basis, whenever I'm sitting with clients and they t describe uh, the pains that we've already gone over ad nauseum through this podcast of the hiring process, which is actually the most wonderful opportunity. This is the most strategic thing a company can do is hiring candidates or hiring the right employees. And not only is that definitive of their culture and can, can change culture, it can negatively or positively impact culture, but it is, uh, it, it's the, the genesis of growth. It's all of those wonderful things and that is the essence of HR strategy. And so thinking about that, I'm in front of employers who are having these problems all the time. And so I often have conversations about, well, what is your recruitment process like? And I'm often plugging Adita. And unfortunately, I don't have the eloquence to put it the way that it always sells. But some people are biting, and it's doing wonders for their businesses. So if you're interested, we have a, a wonderful partnership. If you're already working with us as a payroll customer, we can help put you in contact. This is a... Uh, a match made in heaven. Well, thanks again for joining. That was a quick 25 minutes, but it goes by so fast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so join us again for another edition of Down the HR Rabbit Hole. We've got some great topics coming up in the next few months, and we look forward to those podcasts. So everyone, everyone have a great evening. Thank you.